Sarah? Yeah. How is your cheese advent calendar? It's a it's a little underwhelming. <laughs> it's only like four different cheeses on repeat. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what are you but we're do? keeping it light this week. We are we're keeping it light. Womenology, you guys. Uh so Sarah, this week before our Lord and Savior's birth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sure, if you're into that. Uh Sure. If you're that's your thing, if people do that. <laughs> I've been getting Christmas cards. Do you get Christmas cards? I do. And I send them. Do you really? Yeah. I'm gonna get one. But you know what? No problem. I'm not I'm not bothered by that at all. Well, I don't have your address. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I wish I wish there was this like huge online directory where you could find out information. <laughs> Are you telling me your address is online? Of course it is. Like on, well, I don't know. All right, I'll find I it. I don't know. All right, everybody, let's go find it. <laughs> no, uh, it's it's anybody's address. You can find out where anybody lives. What are you talking about? I guess I haven't. I haven't tried. Yeah, I haven't creep. tried either. I just know because I get a ton of stuff in the mail, and it's just because of uh, registering so many domains. But anyway, I got a. I always get a Christmas card every year from my college roommate. And I got to tell you. You know, no, when you don't have family or like you don't have a husband or you don't have kids or you're not particularly close with your family, as is my situation, mm-hmm. it's it means so, that much more when when your friends remember you. Yeah. You know, especially if they I have to hunt I, your ass down on the Internet. <laughs> you know, I uh, there's a one dog that I walk four or five times a week and I showed up last week last week the week Mm -hmm. before and you know when I get off the elevator she always the owner's always waiting with the dog at the door and she always says here she comes and I'll like jog down the hallway and the dog will get the dog gets excited (laughs) and or the dog will like stand up on its hind legs and do a little dance it's the cutest thing that sounds like a good dog and a good owner it it is and it's here's why she's even a better owner because I showed up a couple uh, last week, and she was at the door, and she handed me the this. I think did I already talk about this? She gave me the she no. gave me the um. She gave me like what are they called Sherpa socks? Oh yeah, Those yeah. Are nice. And here's the funny thing, is that that very morning I had gotten up and I'm working. And I could feel a draft at my feet, and I'm like, oh, God, it's so cold in here. Oh, I had these wool socks and let me go to my drawer. And I could not find my wool socks. And they were like the knee high wool socks. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn it. I, I really want, I really need those today. And sure enough, when I go to pick up the dog today, she'd bought me and she wrote a little card. She bought me a, uh, a pair of sharp, like those wool socks. That's perfect. I stood there and cried like a baby. <laughs> and she said, oh, please don't cry. Please don't cry. And I said, no, 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 this is so lovely. Thank you so much. And, you know, I told my sister about it. And she said, see, you know, it's just so good to see how these animals have just softened you. And I wanted to go, fuck you. I've always oh. been like this. You've just never seen it. <laughs> You've just never given me a gift I liked. <laughs> You've just never given me a reason to be nice to you because you're you're so fucking toxic. <laughs> Oh, hold on. Wool socks, wool socks, wool socks. Okay, so. <laughs> and Jesus. And Jesus. 
<laughs> that was great. Very good timing, Sarah. So yeah, it's little little things like that, like socks. And she, I think she was blown away by my response, like because I think she felt like, well, I didn't really think it was that big of a deal. <laughs> but to me, little things like that will always, always just you know a, a card from my college roommate. Mm-hmm. Those little things just mean so much for people who don't really have anybody. Yeah. And I hate to think of my life that way. I don't feel like I don't have anybody, but I don't have, uh, I don't have, um, I guess a, a really close knit support system. Yeah. You know, and that's tough and it's tough for anybody, right? Yeah. It's, it's tough for anybody this year. So that was nice. You know, I got my little socks. I'm wearing them now. Oh, and I I couldn't wait to get home to wear them. I couldn't wait. Yeah, that's a nice gift. You know, it was a lovely gift. I really, really liked it. Uh, so I saw Hustlers. Uh-huh. I didn't. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, let me, okay. So the, uh, it's... <laughs> The the amount of buildup for this movie, oh my god, it's like Goodfellas for strippers, and I'm like, really? That's a big, that's a that's big, a high bar. you know, because Goodfellas is a that's a high bar because Goodfellas is a great film, and uh, you know what? No, it wasn't. It was not Goodfellas for strippers. Okay, uh, but it was clear that they were sort of going for that. Mm. Who directed um, it? I didn't real. It, it's a woman, and I should know this. Scafora, Leanne Scafora. Okay. I can, I can Google I, it. So you can give it, give it a we can do the Goog, give it a Goog. Uh, and so this performance by J-Lo, it's good for J-Lo. It's not a great performance. It's good for J-Lo. Like, and I think that's the big, what's, hmm. the, I think people are conflating that. Yeah. Because. <laughs> so the, the director just, is Lorraine Scafaria. So, yeah, that was you close. Uh, Lorraine Scafaria directed it, and I didn't. I thought Constance Wu like acted her circles around J Lo. I don't know why Constance Wu isn't getting more from this. She I thought a she lot, was great. She? Constance yeah, Wu like the uh, here and there. Yeah, but I mean, I I still want to see when when there's great performances. I want to see great performances called out and not, you know, this. I think, and then I find out J Lo produced the movie. Oh, thanks, J Lo. Right. So <laughs> now it all now it all feels very very staged and very strategic, and that leaves a bad taste in my mouth. I thought Constance Wu was great. Uh, this there, I don't know. I guess it was their supporting cast. I don't know. This was really just a movie for yeah, J Lo. Yeah, it seems that way. You know, and there are some, and, and I there are some projects that are just such clear Oscar bait from the start, and you know that the that their agent or whoever said, okay, this year we're gonna we're gonna get you an Oscar nomination. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do this, and yeah, and I think that that's just. What they said this year, I think they felt like, okay, this year is going to be J-Lo's, you know, Oscar nomination or whatever. Uh, so not, I wasn't thrilled with it. I wasn't blown away by it. Um, and I didn't think J-Lo was all that great, but she wasn't terrible. She was, it was good for, for J-Lo. And, it's rated um, 6.4 on IMDb. I just so hate. That seems to be the consensus. 
Yeah, it was okay, but not great. Yeah. Speaking of whatever, speaking of we're okay, speak but not of. great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but not great. Uh, let's okay. So Netflix has this mm-hmm. uh, documentary out. Yeah, and it's called "Don't Fuck with Cats." I haven't started it yet. Have you? No, no, uh, no. Okay. And I'll tell you why. Because now this is it, you brought up the Sword and Scale episode. Yeah. Of this case. And it's it goes, it's about a guy who killed cats on camera and uploaded it to the internet, and how the internet sort of tracked him down. Mm-hmm. But there's a bigger story in that he became a serial killer. Yep. This unsurprisingly, right? Unsurprisingly, <laughs> and his name was Luca Magnata. Yep. And I'll never forget listening to this episode of Sword and Scale, and when I say oh, that it uh, stayed with me, me too, for weeks. It stayed with me. I I brought it up recently before I had seen that Netflix trailer. I brought it up to somebody. So just chilling. Yeah, I mean, not to not to promote Sword and Scale too much, obviously, because yeah, right. He's a a douche, trash person, but right. (laughs) That is a fascinating episode. Yeah, and what's funny is that I don't hear much coverage of that case on any other true crime podcast. Yeah. I had never even heard of that guy, which I don't know. I, I don't know what that says about our society. <laughs> like we, well, he's Canadian, so I think that's part of it. Yeah, but I mean, how many, like when you do a, you know, when you do a deep dive on serial killers, as all women apparently do, uh, yeah. you, you get all these guys from the 70s, but this is still happening. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again his name is luca magnata if you want to look him up and if you know who the actor nicholas holt is Mm, yeah do you know who that is he's a very okay so he looks face right he looks very much like luca magnata yeah that yeah he does (laughs) and so if this ever gets made into a movie nicholas holt i called it um Maybe he'll get his Oscar for playing serial killer. Who the hell knows? Well, I, he might have gotten an Oscar for Mad Max already, but I don't know. I feel like everybody Nicholas got Holt? an Oscar for Mad Max, right? You serious? I think so. I, I don't know about Nick Holt, but... Did you see Mad Max? Yeah, Fury Road? Yeah, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. I didn't see oh, that. Anyway, we're getting great. off topic. Hold on. <laughs> okay, I'll add it to my list. Hold on. Luca McNaughta. So... This case is, there's just something about it. And I think it was just this guy's, you know, we always hear it. This guy had no personality. Like there was just nothing there. And when you say, when you hear people say there was no there there, that's what I thought of. There was just there was mm-hmm. emptiness. He was just when they would interview him, I mean, this guy, when when he created, he so badly wanted to be a celebrity, yeah. he wanted to be famous, that he created all of these sock puppet accounts and Facebook pages about himself and would comment everywhere about all this stuff about himself. Like, oh, he was attached to Car- Carla Hamolka, yeah. <laughs> who was Paul, Jesus Christ, keep it in the family. Paul Bernardo, Bernardo, he was a serial killer and they were serial killers in Canada. And he, atta- you know, he started this rumor that he was now dating Carla Hamolka after she got out of jail. And 
like the way he built this persona for himself and I mean, how they you know how they caught him i don't remember they caught him at an internet cafe googling himself <laughs> that makes sense <laughs> yeah it does and so after he kills these defenseless creatures mm-hmm. cats he of course he what's the word is it evolves sure you know he he gets he 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 take, goes to the next level yeah and he kills a guy. He takes the guy home. He kills him, records it, uploads it to YouTube. Yeah. Which and does this, it a whole lot. Guy yeah. really, uh, man. Talk about talk about the darkest impulses. It's like if you want to be famous and upload to YouTube so bad, like you could have just yeah, talked skincare products. You know, <laughs> you didn't have mm-hmm. to do this. Hor- horrifying. If you're into that stuff and you have the stomach for it, I can't watch anything that has to do with torturing animals. Well, I don't think you can see the, the videos anymore, but I, I believe that they were they were accessible for a while. I'm sure if you really wanted to, you could find them somewhere. But Right. Anyway, happy Merry Christmas. Keeping it light. <laughs> keeping it light. That's where, that's where we're going to... Keeping it light. That's today's episode a title. Uh, but again, now... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little dive here, do a little turn. So on the true crime mm-hmm. theme, which is actually going to be a springboard for something else. So I was listening to the true crime obsessed episodes about Jodi Arias. Mm, okay. I haven't gotten to those yet, but I, I am very familiar with Jodi Arias. <laughs> so Jodi Arias, she killed her boyfriend mm-hmm. and like brutally yep. killed him, murdered him. And, and the pictures are all online again. Again, Merry Christmas, Happy Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> what was it that you said? And Jesus. So, so, he, but the what had happened was, so Travis Alexander was a Mormon. Mm-hmm. Jody Arias was not, and then she converted for him because she wanted to be with him because she had really fallen for him and he knew he was never going to be serious with her because she wasn't Mormon. But of course, what did he do? Continue to have sex with her. Right. Now, I'm going to pull out the Chris Rock line and say, I don't agree with what she did, (laughs) but I understand. (laughs) Because, you know, okay, he's absolutely victim, did not deserve it. I am not victim blaming Let's try and separate out the two. What he was doing, that, like, I know I'm never going to date you. I'm never going to date you seriously. I know you're super into me, so I'm going to keep sleeping yeah. with you, even though I know I know this is the wrong well, thing to really do. Well, he really just humored her with the whole Mormon conversion thing, which, like, if you're, if you're just stringing someone along, at least be upfront enough to not have them go through the hassle of converting. I mean, my God, that cannot be easy. Right. You know, she is not Charlotte York. It doesn't happen in 30 minutes. (laughs) It doesn't happen in 30 minutes. (laughs) But I feel like this is, you know, we see this all the time where guys will continue to sleep with women knowing that they're kind of crazy and will 
like knowing that these not just these women are crazy but these women are really into or them that, or that they're kind of crazy and they just because that's the that's the hubris or both thing, right <laughs> it's like what's gonna happen to me explain that well i've i've heard uh many times dudes saying things like oh the, the sex is better if the women are a little crazy or whatever but like you have never heard a woman say oh i like my dudes a little crazy <laughs> like yeah if you're a woman dating a crazy man that's dangerous yes yeah. <laughs> yeah and then and then in the and it's always so they love the crazy when they're having sex with that woman but then after when they've broken it off and they've moved on and they've, you know, they've just basically found somebody else to fucking manipulate and treat like shit. Then it becomes, Oh, she's stalking me. Mm. Now they're super afraid. Right. You know, now they're super concerned about the crazy. Yeah. This is when you hear about the crazy ex-girlfriend too, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she's stalking. (laughs) Yep. She's stalking me and she's obsessed with me. And, well, you loved that when you were having sex with her, but then after the fact, then like when it was no longer convenient for you and became a hassle, or when it allowed you to have something to brag about, you narcissist. Yeah. You know, you, it just whatever. Yeah. So it I have to say it made me feel a little less sorry for Travis Alexander. I, I mean, I, I know that makes me sound awful, but it's like, uh, no, you were just a dick. I, I mean, I have a similar um, kind of sympathetic fascination with um, uh, Eileen Warnos. Yeah, me too. Like, I, I get it. <laughs> like, it's, I get it's it. It's not right, but I get it. But it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, I'm going to leave it up to you. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> and... Jesus. <laughs> All right. Now that we're talking about Jesus, <laughs> Jesus Christ, can we please talk about this this letter that I posted yeah. this week? Yep. Okay. So this one was a bit long and I'm going to, I'm, I'm probably going to read it and then we'll parse and read it and parse rather than read all of it together. Mm-hmm. And this uh, you know it was it's the first time i've received sort of a nasty comment mm. in forever what a, and i was like oh how refreshingly retro <laughs> right i was like oh that's uh yeah yeah i remember what that feels like it's been a while and a woman been a while. okay on the <laughs> no and the comment <laughs> came from a woman well, sure. yeah. so <laughs> well sure so okay rose asks I'm a late bloomer who has enjoyed being single, but finally truly desires a full-fledged intimacy with the right man and would like to try for a small family. I froze my eggs four years ago in hopes of increasing the chances of being able to be a biological mother. Being that I am also a late bloomer in the work realm, the past several years have been intense ones as far as career building. I finally have a stable stream of income. I'm an artist and a teacher, a great apartment, and I'm in the best physical shape of my life. When I was younger, up until my mid-30s, I'd say, I had a bit of a reputation for being a heartbreaker and always was juggling a bunch of guys. I know that may sound obnoxious, but I'm trying to be honest. No, it doesn't, not maybe it sounds obnoxious. Mm. It sounds obnoxious. So 
Many of them I didn't sleep with, just enjoy going out on dates with. Speaking of which, I always let them know I wasn't ready to settle down and was transparent about that. Naturally, since I didn't want anything serious back then, they wouldn't leave me alone. I think if I'd fallen head over heels for someone I thought I was that I thought was fabulous when I was younger, I might have married, and I believed that at the time. But short of the blinding once-in-a-lifetime passion of true love, along with having a sense I, along with having a sense I trust and respect this man, I wasn't ready. Anyway, during those years, I was with several men who wanted to get married, was almost engaged once. We were discussing it, but didn't move forward. I guess you know where this is headed. Now that I am ready, not just because of my age, but because of work I've done on myself, introspecting about my own boundary issues, my own deep-seated fears about intimacy related to my family of origin. Um, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. I have begun to feel the yearning for a true partner in life. I no longer need or even strongly desire the attention of multiple suitors. I admit I still enjoy men's attention. What woman doesn't? But the thrill of my admiring glances and the even greater thrill of total freedom in life have finally begun to wane in comparison to the longing for intimacy, stability, a true partnership, and yet a potential, and yes, a potential father to a child. Okay. Please forgive the lengthy background. Now the problem is I seem to attract two types of men. The first, young, 20-something admirers who see an attractive fit. I'm a yoga instructor as well who see an attractive, fit, older woman and want experience. We all know that, well, that would get me right. Though recently I had been spending time with a man who was 20 years younger, who was smart, sincere. We went together to get tested for STDs and he made it there early with a smile on his face. <laughs> and love, really, congratulations. He's is truly the kind of man I would marry at this point if he were available for husband and fatherhood. But of course he is nowhere near ready. He is planning to move to another country soon. So after two years of concerted effort on my part to attend singles mixers, online dating, go out with guys in my social network who approach me and coming up with bupkis in Yiddish, that means nothing. I've decided to take a couple of months and just enjoy myself with this young man who I'll, whom I'll call Isaac before he emigrates. Meanwhile, the plethora of bachelors lining up to date me has thinned along with their hair. I, I still occasionally get approached by an attractive man my own age, give or take a few years. I jump at the chance to go out with these fellows, hoping each time that the two of us, having gone through the ups and downs and wrong turns, da 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 my God. Um, <laughs> so basically nothing's working out with the older guys. And the gist of this, uh, what did she say? It's like now that this late bloomer has achieved the emotional maturity to truly want to share my well-maintained body, apartment, and life, the men in my age range either don't want me or can't keep up with me. And the younger men, including lovely Isaac, who cares about me as a friend, I wouldn't be interested in even spending time with him otherwise, hmm. are just too young and not ready for what I am ready for. Ah. Uh. To further complicate things, and I'm coming to a conclusion here, I promise. I'm sensitive and I don't want to have sex with anyone I don't know pretty well or if I don't feel the man cares about me and me about him. On the, over the past few weeks, I went on a series of four dates with a man my age I was excited about, twice divorced, type A, type A, which has always attracted me, and successful, but, or so I thought anyway, reasonably emotionally intelligent, which is also important to me. We were having a pretty good time, I thought, but on the fourth date, after making up for a while, he started touching me and making, and something felt a bit off. I, I like a very gentle touch for a good while to start. Oh my God. I will hand it to this uh, this author. I, I have a very full picture of who this person Absolutely. is. Absolutely. <laughs> good Lord. Um, da, 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 da. 
And then she finally says, where are the men in their 40s who are not jaded, do not have severe sexual dysfunction? I am not looking for perfection and do not need a perfect performance every time. Just a man who can, who can sustain an erection. I'm, giving, I'm a giving lover too, by the way. Who wants emotional and physical intimacy on a regular basis and carves out time for it enthusiastically and who still has the energy to take his time making love to this woman with tenderness and sensuality after a hard day at the office and who wants to try for a baby. Where is he? Honestly, am I expecting too much? Yes. I was just like, fuck yeah, you are. But here's the thing. Yeah. Like, there are a ton of those guys out there. Ton. They just, ugh, they don't want a woman your age. There, I said it. They don't well, want. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there are as many men as, as you think that would live up to her criteria right. here and that and that was the point that and that's what yeah. i said i said you know it's yeah. you're not being realistic not at all and <laughs> not even know, a little bit not even a little bit and, it, and and on the surface it sounds like well all she's saying is she wants somebody that she's attracted to who's ready for a family it's like no that's that's, that's not, not all she wants <laughs> yeah what she, what really got me I, I that was like the standout um for some reason was someone who has the energy after a hard day at work. And it's like, do, do you really like, aren't there some days at work Rose where like, <laughs> you don't want to come home and be on. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, what I didn't like, I didn't like the thinning hair comment. I didn't like yeah. the erectile dysfunction. And I hate that. I hate that excuse you know, look, if you want to date younger dudes, and that's all this is, this is just one long justification for, can you tell me it's okay to cling to this younger guy and get him to fertilize my eggs so that I can have a baby with him? And that's really all she wants to hear. I mean, then and just do that. Then just do that. Yeah. Like, ask this guy if he wants to be the father of your children. Right. Explain what that entails to you. Uh, see how that goes. And then just do that. <laughs> No one, no one cares. Just do that. Right. No one gives a shit. No one's going to judge you. Doesn't matter. Just just do that. Or, crazy, crazy thought, get your eggs fertilized by a sperm bag. Yeah. Or, or, <laughs> have reasonable expectations. Or, <laughs> and th this is just it, is she's thinking, well, I'm in the best shape of my life and you know, I have a great career and a great apartment and I want a guy who um, is, you know, I like type A and, you know, who can keep up with me. And look, so I'm just going to say this and it's probably, it might, it, it might, might uh, be a little offensive, but um, her life sounds actually utterly devoid of stress. It does. Like you're, yeah. you're a yoga teacher and an art teacher, two great things. Yeah. But they're not like you don't have the stress on you that most most people have. Yeah, and I guess that's why that thing about like after after a day at the office, come home and pour attention into me really <laughs> rubbed me the wrong way because it, yeah, it seems like she has a lot of time to work on herself. To, and right, most people right don't even even if they don't have kids, most people don't have this kind of time. She just doesn't want it. She she doesn't want to date anybody her age, unless they look a certain well, way. Right? She wants she wants someone who is also in the best shape of their life, right? And who who is unencumbered 
And those those men exist, right. but they're dating women who are in their twenties. So, yeah. or those the, those men exist, but they already have kids and they don't want to have kids right. anymore. You know, so yeah, you're being unrealistic, and like stop with the rationalizations as to why you want to date younger guys. I thought that your your response was very reasonable and kind <laughs> you know <laughs> i thought uh, i thought so too but uh someone disagrees with you sarah <laughs> who's that chris christy and i think this might be her last name so i'm not gonna say it okay christy says Kristen, you are coming off as jealous of bloom and rose mm. there is nothing wrong with keeping fit and wanting a partner who does as well okay if that's what you took from it whatever Personally, I can't stand the thought of being with a needy and clingy, balding, beer-bellied man. Why does that... All, that's always where where women my age go. Oh, with the beer bellies. Right. And they're balding. Um, balding, beer-bellied man, but whatever floats your boat. Just because you don't care and have decided to let yourself go, perhaps due to self-hatred, there's no... No, no honey, it's due to, due to fucking exhaustion. How about that? It's a due to exhaustion. There is no need to project that on Bloom and Rose, who has her preferences and standards she prefers in a man. More sound advice would have been to be patient and keep enjoying life. If the right one comes along, then it's a bonus. Otherwise, don't don't waste your love on someone who is not up to par. That's that's even kind of what you said, though, right? You you said <laughs> you kind of said that. Uh, yeah, you know. But I also said da 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 da. Um, it makes you feel good, enjoy it, then you should pursue what makes you happy, but don't put down men your age in the process because that works for both ways for you. Right. Uh, I said, no, it, it's, it, this is, and this is something that always comes out when I, when I start to, when I say, start dating men your age. And that, for some reason, that triggers something in, in certain women. You know, start dating yeah. men your age. I, I've told you about the, the women who come to speed dating events and if there's a guy in there that doesn't look like he's exactly within that age range I'm getting angry right. emails. Why aren't you like Yeah. <laughs> well, men don't like that advice. Well, no, they don't, but I have to say I, I don't ever hear from men who are like eh. you know, there was a woman at that speed dating event who had to have been at least in her 60s. Uh, you know, Right. I never hear that. They just they, don't match with Right. Them, they right? just don't match with yeah. Whereas there's something deeply, you know, and I don't want to make this a woman thing because I do think that there are men out there too that are like, oh, I am, I, 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 I look too young to date someone my age. Right. You know, I, I just don't, I, I know it exists. I, I just don't hear as many complaints from men as I do women. But there's something about date men your own age, stop holding out. And, and something about telling women stop holding out for un, something unrealistic that just makes them go ballistic. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it's, uh, yeah, I mean, you're you're asking them to disregard the fairy tale, which is very deeply ingrained. Well, I'm also suggesting that they're delusional. Well, right. You know? Oh, okay, yeah. I guess that is what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> well, the delusion that, like, look, you don't look nearly as good as you think you do. <laughs> or nearly as young or, or nearly as whatever. Right. Or that it's just not that important, maybe. Yeah. I mean, just the idea of just upkeep. You know, just, I follow somebody on Twitter, or on Instagram. Hi, Julie. 
and I'm not going to say her Twitter name just because I don't want to call her out, but she, she goes, she went gray and I love it. And she looks fantastic with it. And I'm like, that is, that's bold. And I don't know that I could do that. You know, she looks great with it, but there just, there does, it, there comes to a, a point where you just go, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah. I just don't care. Not, you know, I, I, I well, quite, quite frankly, the grooming regimen that is expected of women <sighs> is, it is, something's got to give. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I can either do my hair or my nails, but I don't have that kind of time. Right. You got to pick one. Yeah, and, and like even the working out, yeah, you know, the working out the yeah the yoga. The, yeah, it's just constant, constant, constant. Yeah, it's just constant work. Yeah, constant on, work on every area of your body. It's exhausting. Yeah, it's exhausting. Right. Whereas men just have to go like get a haircut. Right. <laughs> Men you know, can literally walk into any salon and be like, I'll have the haircut. <laughs> and it's <laughs> it's like 60% less than what we would pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yep. I I just got a, a very bad haircut. Oh. <sighs> curly hair, man. A bad haircut for curly hair is devastating. It's I mean, it's not it's not great on anyone, but what are not great. I mean, what's so what are you, what are you doing with it? I'm just wearing it up and letting it grow out. Okay. <laughs> Thankfully, my hair grows extremely fast. Yeah, but I'd spent so long growing it to the length that I'd grown it to. And then they cut it. And too you know, short. When you, and you just go in. Well, the, here's the thing: I went in and I sat in the chair. <laughs> yeah. And I said, "Okay, now please don't cut the length, and I just want you to reshape the top." And this was my fault because I typically go to another place if you. Uh, a few blocks away and I was exhausted and I thought, Oh, I'll just go to this place two blocks mm -hmm. down. So you never do that. No, never do never. that. You got to go to so your, I sat in the your person. Yeah. You got to go to your person. So I sit in the chair and I said, you know, please don't take too much because you know, with curly hair, it's, you know, it's, if you, if you cut it too short, it'd get really bad. And so the woman who, who was about to cut my hair, she looked like she was going to cry. <laughs> and so she went over to the other stylist and she's like, I, Anybody else want to cut this girl's hair? What? <laughs> she didn't want to cut my hair. She didn't want to cut Why? my hair. She was afraid to cut my hair because she was afraid to fuck it up. She must be new. Mm, uh, no, she was an older woman, but she clearly had very little experience with curly hair. That's weird. Yeah, it was weird. And so I got the cut and it's just, it's like I have a Christmas tree on my head. It's like oh, a triangle no. and I'm very... Can you Terrible. can you go um, to your person and have it have it fixed? Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. Uh, I definitely want to have that. Oh, hold on, wait a minute. So, Rose, <laughs> um, suck it up. Date people your own age, uh, or don't, or just whatever. But it this is just not nearly the the drama no. that you think it is. Date guys your own age or don't. Hold out for your Mister Big. Bang the twenty-year-old. Nobody cares. Um, yeah, stop making excuses. Just do what you want. Just don't, don't rationalize it. Yeah, you know, like don't, don't try, don't do it. Don't justify it by trying to make it out like older men are just oh they're just they're they're worn and they haven't held up. Because if we did that in reverse, 
we know it's ageism, it's sexism, it's gross. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't hold it against a guy right. because he aged or because he works too hard or has aging parents or has kids or he's just too goddamn busy to stay in the shape you right. want him in. Good for you that you have the the life that you do, but it doesn't it sounds like your life is pretty responsibility yeah. free. So have a baby. So so go have a baby and let's see how that body holds up and how your life is once you have that Give baby. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesus. Uh. <laughs> so yeah, I'll get my haircut fixed. All right, and uh, I think we're gonna. Where's the? Uh, do you want to read the other uh, one? From the, the other thing that we have. Sure. Yes. This is long too. Um, my boyfriend wants me to sign a prenup before I move into his house. Is the title? Um. Oh, it's mm-hmm. not that long. I'm sorry. I must be confusing this with something else. By Polly. Okay. Uh, My boyfriend of two and a half years recently (laughs) bought a home. His mom provided half the down payment and co-signed on the mortgage. After six months of renovations, the house is finally ready and we're moving in together. We've decided that I will pay a conservative amount in rent plus 50% of the utilities. Additionally, my boyfriend has asked that I sign a cohabitation agreement. I recently read the document, which was drafted by his lawyer, and found it appalling. It extends far beyond cohabitation and includes elements of a prenuptial agreement. The most alarming component states that in the case of divorce, I would not be covered by spousal support law, nor would I be entitled to any financial compensation, regardless of how much I had contributed to the mortgage over the course of our marriage. As it stands, I have no intention of signing this agreement. My boyfriend says he's okay with that before we move in, but he's adamant that it needs to be signed if we ever are to get married. What should I do? And is it common practice for cohabitation agreements to stipulate that in the case of divorce, I'd be left with nothing? There we go. Why do I get why do I get the feeling that this guy was just hoping she yeah, wouldn't right? read the fine print? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, no, 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 no. We don't have any way of just, just, just sign that. Um, Here, do you need a pen? Here, let yeah. me do let me do it for you. Yeah. Don't read uh, that. Yeah. I, I don't know I don't know where to begin with this one. <laughs> Yeah, here's the bottom line. If you're paying rent, right? you're not paying rent, you're paying a mortgage. So if you're going to put money on a mortgage, you get your goddamn name on that title and that deed. That's what you do. And yeah. then if you leave, you mom. get bought out. Think of it as a, a, <laughs> maybe by his mommy. And you know what? I shouldn't. We shouldn't even say that because a lot of For people sure, get their but that, but help with their down payments is, from their parents. Uh, that's what's making me so prickly about this is that this guy didn't buy his home. He 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 bought part of his home, sure, but his mom gave him half the down payment, and he turns around and nickel and dimes his girlfriend when he has had the privilege mm-hmm. of yeah ha- having his mom put down a significant portion of this home, and he's acting like it's all his. Yeah, his mom is Bunny McNut McDougal. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't love that she's this involved, <laughs> right? Right at the outset, that's kind of a red flag to me. That's a that's a red flag, and like, no, I have no, no judgment or no shade for anybody who gets money from their parents. I'm no, really take the it. last person. Take, take it, it if they offer it. <laughs> take it they, if they offer it. But don't be a dick about it to the person who doesn't have that same privilege. Well, the, not only that, but co-signing on the loan. That's- 
Oof. Yeah, that's not that doesn't bode well, does it? <laughs> no, like you know, why is your mother? Did, did the mother give money and co-sign the loan, or is the mother just co-signing the loan? Uh, she did both. Yeah, what's that about? Either she's very controlling, or he doesn't have the credit. I think it's both. <laughs> Could be. I think it's both. Yeah, I don't like the fact that his mother is so t- so involved in this. You know, it's one thing to give the money and say, "Hey, like we're gonna get do a let's do a loan," or "Hey, this is you know money we set aside for you, whatever." But co-signing it, ooh, no, right. Well, I definitely get the sense that this is also a mom's attorney that's drafted this uh, this document, right? Because it's not at all fair. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I- I'm going to guess that as well. And let's be honest, like, he probably can't afford a lawyer anyway. So it's mommy's lawyer. Sure. Um, well, and, and that's kind of the, the problem with her situation is I'm sure she can't either, right? Like, she really can't afford to right. negotiate here i'm worth a million <laughs> <laughs> i just remember that line okay. right golden, golden vagina. Vagina. <laughs> wait a minute, what is it is that part of the episode no i just made it up no well she you know what i'm talking about where charlotte goes to bunny because I she do. was only going to pay out for like for boys for boys or something. i'm worth a million yeah. okay Whatever, and you kept that diamond. Whatever. <laughs> you, hey, but she got the apartment, yeah. which she should have. It's like, God bless you. I would have done the same thing. Um, so, yeah, this is a very bad situation. And as we all know, there are two things that kill a marriage, sex and money. And mm-hmm. if you're already heading into this with these kind of terms, you know, he's really letting you know he, he, I mean, I hate to say it, but he's really letting you know how he, what, what he thinks of you, and whether or not he values you. Or, or, or mom is. Yeah, and mom has, <laughs> which I think. Yeah, mom has too much of a say here. You know, and that, and also seems to really dislike you. <laughs> right, and I, I, I am fine with prenup agreements. Yes, as long as they don't totally screw you over. <laughs> yeah, she is really getting hosed here. Yeah, you're getting hosed here, and it. If you marry somebody and, you know, you're together 10, 15 years, you have kids with them and they cheat on you or they just basically blow your life up, you better be getting fucking paid out. You better be getting money from that. So, and if you are investing money in someone's mortgage and it doesn't work out, you better be getting paid out and bought out so that you can go get a new apartment or do whatever. And that's how you have to think of it. Yeah. Not paying your mortgage. I, I don't. I don't know what recourse this this person has though without a, without an attorney, which is really unfortunate. I mean, I, I think you're right. If you're if you're paying rent, you, you need to be on the title, right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not going to be on the title, you need to not pay rent. I think it's reasonable to do that and then pitch in for utilities. Yeah. Um. If you want to do that, right? If that's if that's satisfactory, and I think that only makes sense to do before you're married yeah but i don't like the whole thing of and if we get a divorce you get nothing no well right yeah no you know now you go and this is i hate this because they they're they're really kind of betting on this woman not having any recourse and not having anybody in in her corner Uh uh-huh that really bothers me 
You know, I wondered, does she have, because she doesn't mention her parents. She does not. So it doesn't, I don't know, it doesn't mention if she has anybody that can look it over. And does she even have a friend? Who, does she have a Miranda? <laughs> well, this is a standard <laughs> lease. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I it, it might be just an aggressive jumping off point for negotiations. But I, I, I don't, I mean. Just the thought people, of having to negotiate. Right, right. It's gross. <laughs> Right. I wonder if this guy is worth it. <laughs> Spoiler <laughs> alert, he's not. <laughs> Spoiler alert, he's not worth it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he just, he seems really tied up with his mom. He seems to be, yeah, I mean, if, if he's behind this, then he's, he doesn't like you that much. Mm. <laughs> if mom is behind this, she doesn't like you that much. Yeah. Uh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a big no. Big no for me. That's a no for me, dog. And, but just in this particular case, it's not, like, I am I wouldn't advise anybody to just, like, oh, if, if they want you to sign a prenup, walk away. I don't, I don't think it's that. It's, it's this family. <laughs> this this <laughs> family this sucks. Approach yeah. <laughs> that uh, is making my spidey senses tingle. Yep. Oh, and speaking of tingling, ooh, great segue, finally. <laughs> we're going to close with a little bit of talk of uh, sex cleanses. Okay. Have you heard of these? Yeah. Yeah, you know what I call them? I call them dry spells. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's all they are. And I don't believe for a second that anyone's like, I'm just giving up sex. I'm giving it up. Well, nope. You I've just don't have access to this. it. No, really? I, I have heard of people doing this, yeah. Um, and I, I usually hear about it... Um, with engaged couples oh that's different that's uh, not a cleanse so much that's, that's more that's like how i usually that's the context it usually comes up in but um no i think this is yeah. one thing it's at least it's at least a, a thing that is made up because i know like people have blogged about it many many a think piece <laughs> has have been, been written about it i feel like there's even a book about it actually uh, I At least asked one. the author of Don't Sleep With Him, Clinical Psychiatrist. No, not, clinical that, not, psychologist. not that one. I think there's one that's like called My Year Without Men. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to goog it. Give it a goog. Uh, so, yeah, I, this is an article from Betches.com, and it's written by Betches staff. I, I'm assuming the author wanted to stay anonymous, which is wise. Mm. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. It just sounds... <laughs> okay, <laughs> like, so I went... Sorry, I have to interrupt. <laughs> I gave it a goog and I, I I googled my year without men and Amazon gave me a book called Suffering <laughs> Gospel Hope When Life Doesn't Make Sense <laughs> thanks Amazon and Jesus <laughs> uh, so maybe there's not a book about it keep it in light <laughs> So maybe there's not a book about it. Yeah, I, I I don't know. Would I give up sex? Um, I mean, I don't know why. Like, why? I don't. Would I give up sex with somebody? I feel like there's a there's a caveat here. It's not I'm giving up sex. Right. It's I'm giving up sex sex with a guy who makes me feel like shit. Yeah. So this, uh, I'm I'm <laughs> I'm I'm relieved that you're also bringing up the striking pointlessness of this. <laughs> <laughs> because the situation is she's, she's not 
really on a cleanse. Right. She's on a cleanse, like, if you are on a juice cleanse, except you still have dinner. (laughs) She's casually... On strike. she's casually seeing this guy who it sounds like won't commit to her. And that's making her feel bad because she's very into him. And so in an Mm -hmm. effort to try to regain control or the upper hand or whatever you want to call it, she withholds. Um, But then eventually she gives in and it turns out his behavior is the same. Like he just waited her out. Yeah. Probably because he was having sex with other people. He sex with somebody else. Right. (laughs) Like you're not, this is not, he doesn't care. This is again, this is more of that. I'm going to do this thing and I'm really going to show them and I'm really going to teach them. And you know what? Nine times out of 10 in those situations, the guy does he's not just, he's care. just waiting it out yeah <laughs> he, he he's pretending he's like no no i totally understand and then as soon as he leaves you boop, 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 yeah. you up <laughs> that's all he's doing it's <laughs> like you're not really achieving anything with these little with these tests and these cleanses and these what are they these detoxes and oh, i'm gonna do a man detox no you're not you've already you've been doing a man detox for the last right. two years well, and there's no there's like, no way to gain the upper hand with someone who just doesn't care right there is no way to do that like somebody who is ambivalent ambivalent about you from the beginning there's no, no winning you're not you're not gonna because they're not invested loving you Sorry. Right, because they're not in, they're just not invested in the outcome the way you are. Uh, but like, how many of us has been, have been in the situation where like you've been with someone that you really like? And I, I, you know what else I'm going to call bullshit on is that oh my god, it's the best sex of my life. Yeah, I don't buy that. Well, I I did, but I also got the sense that this person is probably pretty young. Eh, probably, maybe, because she's doing this, <laughs> right, mm-hmm. and writing about it. Yeah, but honey, if you think that like forty-year-old women aren't pulling this shit, of course they are. They're okay, just, they're just not writing about it. Well, that's just the impression <laughs> I got. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. It's it, this is. I, I think the lesson, um, the takeaway here is: don't date assholes. Right. Or at the very least, don't date men that don't feel that make you feel bad. Don't date men that make you feel bad. And see, and or, Jesus. <laughs> or if you're gonna date assholes, have realistic expectations of those assholes. <laughs> yeah, I this is we're seeing themes here today, Sarah. Yeah. That's it. Just stop dating men that make you feel bad. Yeah. You know, and it's hard. It really it is. is. You know, it's in when you want the attention and you know it's gonna be it's like when you eat something really that you know you shouldn't eat and how you feel afterwards. Mm, yeah. Feels good in the <laughs> Yeah. That's my life, basically. This guy is gelato. (laughs) Gelato. Well, okay. All right, then. No, just uh, me. (laughs) Just just you. Just just me with the dairy? Okay. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. Most importantly, even if you're really casual, if you're really casual about sex, don't limit yourself to only sleeping with people who call you their girlfriend. Hi, hello. Deciding you're taking a break from something that stresses you out is never a bad thing. Even if you're just along for the literal ride, sex isn't like playing tennis in that once you're done, you just carry on with your day and you don't think about it again. I don't know what that means. It means like if it's really great sex, you do tend to think about it, right? I guess. I don't know. I guess. I, I don't know. 
Yeah. He, you know what? Here's a, this is, this is what I know. Um, my life without men is so much better. It's peaceful. <laughs> it's peaceful. There's no drama. There's no confusion or angst or moodiness or tears. Right. Well, that's another reason I think that the person who wrote this is probably young, too, because I, I get the sense that she's conflating drama with passion. Yes. And I don't know. You just, you're going to grow out of that. Yeah, you're going to get tired Hopefully. of it. You're going to get, you will. You will get tired of it. Hopefully. Because as, as we've established, butterflies are just fear. Butterflies aren't really a thing. They are, they are indicative of nothing other than you're scared because <laughs> you, yeah. you, you're, you're too, it's indicative of nothing other than you're way too invested before you should be. Right. Or something about it is making you feel anxious. Something about this is making you feel anxious, and that's never a good thing. So um, my date is next Saturday. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. How are you feeling about it? I'll tell you what, I'm, what, I, what I like about this is that we're communicating. You know, he'll send a message, and I'll respond maybe three days later, and then he'll respond a couple of days later. And I am completely unfazed by that. And I like that we're both kind of like, yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay, we'll do this. Yeah, we're both very, um, not so much detached, but, you know, we're, uh, it's not in your face. We're both yeah. very, like, relaxed about it. Oh, it doesn't, Maybe too relaxed. Doesn't feel like work. It doesn't feel like work. Okay. So uh, that makes me anticipate it. Like, cool, he's not going to be. You know, he's not one of those, oh, let's text and, you know, we're texting and back and forth and I can't stand those guys. Yeah. One of those, like, reassure me, guys. No, it's not even that. It's like dating apps are not for conversations, believe it or not. Right. Dating apps are for dating. Like, make a date and leave and that's it. I'm not answering all your banal questions. Anywho, so wish me luck. Yay. Oh, and my birthday's coming up. That's true. New Year's Eve. So feel free to send me an email or... Like us on Facebook or give us a five-star rating. anywhere on the internet, apparently. <laughs> All right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> don't. Please. Let's not. Yeah, Sarah. So um, if I don't talk to you, mm-hmm. happy holidays. Do you celebrate Christmas? I do. Oh, Merry Christmas. Yeah, you too. Thank you very much, guys. Happy holidays. And I don't know. Our, uh, when will we'll be back? We'll be back. Uh, we'll tr- try and maybe do like a, a quickie one. Uh, maybe on my birthday. Okay. Sure. Maybe, maybe something quick. And then probably we're going to take the first two weeks of January off. Okay. Does that work? Yeah. Because you have to travel for work. I'm the problem. Yeah. I didn't know whether you wanted to do without without me or get Barbara back for a very special guest episode. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see if we can get Barbara back. Who knows? But uh, you will will not be on the pod for the first couple of weeks of January because you're traveling for work. That is right. But we'll figure it out. Happy, guys, happy holidays. Thank you for tuning in. Follow us on The Things, Womanology Pod. Rate us five stars on iTunes. Sarah, you got anything? Um, thanks, for, thanks for listening. Please be patient in January. I promise we'll come back. And Jesus. Mm-hmm.